0: Rising Above with Becky Davidson.
1: Really what God was trying to show me is that worth is not defined by intelligence or careers. That's not identity. He's given me these eyes to see that the body that they have is how that how that comes out of them the best.
0: Welcome to Rising Above with Becky Davidson, where we hear from special needs families who rise above difficult circumstances and discover that joy can be found in every story. Thank you for joining us. Here's your host, Becky Davidson.
2: Hey friends, I am so glad that you are joining us for this week's show. You know, it's the first of February, and so that means that we have brand new family downloads available that go along with our theme this year of Anchored. So be sure to go check them out on the Rising Above app or website. My guest today is Sarah Lowry, and Sarah is a wife, a mom, a pediatric research nurse practitioner, and she's also the founder of Love That Surpasses Ministries. We had such a sweet conversation and I loved hearing more about her and her passion to encourage families through her work, with love that surpasses. So here's the conversation I had with Sarah Lowry. Hey, Sarah, I'm so glad to finally meet you and have you on the show. Thanks so much for being here today. Uh, thanks for inviting me. I'm so happy to be here. Um, it's so nice to connect with other ministries. It is fun. And and you're joining us all the way from California. So it's yes. sunny and bright. I can see you out, you know, th- on, through, the, through the Zoom, I can see you and it is sunny and bright and... Uh, looks like a nice place to be today
1: you have actually caught us on a really great day because um, we have had all these uh storms and flooding
2: uh, and I've heard that so
1: it's kind of a break so it's been I've been definitely
2: enjoying today in the weather enjoying the sunshine uh, today yeah take it while you can right that's mm-hmm. that is great okay so funny thing we were we were introducing each other kind of meeting each other here before we hit record. And the conversation just went, oh, well, you're from Cookville. I know where Cookville is. I grew up, you know, and then you said you grew up in Nashville. And I said, well, I grew up in Nashville, too, and started talking and come to find out that your uncle and I were really good friends in high school, which I just find hysterical. So I love that it's such a small world. You're in California. I'm in Tennessee. And yet your uncle, I knew back in the day. So
1: small world
2: such a small world. Yeah, I actually
1: um I'm born and raised in Nashville and um my husband he was born in Texas but we were both actually raised in kind of the same hometown in Hendersonville. So it's right outside of Nashville and um you know where that is and yes. It's such a small world. We actually relocated to the bay area our family did in fall of 2019. So we're in the San Francisco um, area now.
2: So it's been quite a journey from moving. Yeah. From moving from Tennessee to California and, you know, and then you've had lots of other things, which we're going to unpack in this episode. So, Um, but yeah, the Lord has really been so
1: gracious to us along the way. Um, So my, um, my son was actually born, both my kids were born in Nashville and um, right before we moved and got the offer to come out here. We actually, you know, I was pregnant with him and I found out he had down syndrome when I was 12 weeks pregnant. And so we were, uh, we had just figured out that we might, he might have to have open heart surgery, Mm -hmm. um, when he was born. And, um, then we got the call like a week later. Oh, by the way, there's an offer for you guys to go to California.
2: Oh my goodness.
1: (laughs) It was crazy. Like that season of transition from Nashville to out here was wild and God took care of literally every detail of it.
2: Yeah, through all the steps. And, you know, when I can't even imagine, you know, I moved to, to Cookville years ago and just what a big move that was for us, just moving to a different city. I can't imagine moving across the country, knowing that you're going to have a child with special needs and what that must have felt like. All of the the feelings, leaving family and support, I'm sure you know, what were some of the things that were going through your mind uh, when you were looking at making this big move?
1: Well, <laughs> wow, that's a really loaded question for sure. Um, like child care, job mm-hmm. situations, housing, uh, what area are we going to be in? Is there going to be a good children's hospital around because we're going to need specialties You know, my husband, this job that he had taken, it was going to require him to be gone for an extended amount of time up front in training. So he actually left the week that Emmett was, you know, we planned our induction. He left to go to school in Maryland. So that was like a 12-week thing Mm. that he was gone all summer. Um, But it was actually, you know, like he was able to come back for his birth for like 24 hours, be there. And then had to go back. So, oh my goodness. Uh, we actually weren't reunited really until Emmett was maybe almost four months old and we were all in California. So, but God just, he was so great. He took care of it all. He got me the perfect job. He, Put us in the right location next to like such a great children's hospital out here my parents they were like we're retired we want to come with you they watched our kids for the first two years and up until like they were with emmett for a while like two and a half years until he was able to really walk and then mm-hmm. he just excelled in his you know school program now and the details were just totally taken care of and i just really felt he gave me such a spirit of peace about it Like, we just both had such great peace. Whereas, you know, on the outside looking in, people were like, are you sure? Like, looking at us like we had three heads. (laughs) Are you sure about this? But we, me and my husband, we just knew Mm -hmm. and we just knew God was going to provide. And we knew that's where he was sending us. And we moved out here three months before, you know, the whole world shut down and California shut down even greater than all the other states. And so it, it was a really hard couple of years, um, getting here. And for a while I kind of felt like, Lord, why would you bring me to, you know, I had all this community and family and, you know, the South is just so filled with believers and it's not like that here Mm -hmm. in the Bay area. It's, it's much, much different. So I, I really struggled for a few years for being out here. Like, why would you bring me to this desolate Mm -hmm. place?
2: (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I can only imagine, you know, you've, you're moving to a new area, you you have a child, it, you know, special needs or not, but moving to a new place, having a child with special needs, and then your husband not being there with you, how, you know, the challenges that must have come along that. But it sounds like God was just there every step of the way and providing for you during that season. Mm-hmm. He really did. He was wow. really so gracious. Well, I went to your website and we're gonna talk a little bit about what you do. You you have an organization called Love That Surpasses. Correct. And I so I went to your website and you you shared on your website. You said there once was a time where I felt robbed of a quote, normal motherhood experience. But the Lord is gracious and didn't allow me to stay in that place. Mm-hmm. So How did you process through, you know, we all experience that grief, that loss when uh, we have a child who is different than what we're expecting, regardless of of what that is. And what were some of the things that you did? What are some of the things that God did with you to help you process through that that grief and that feeling like you've lost something to showing you that, no, really, this was my best for you?
1: Yeah, I, I really struggled with that. For a long time, I was very grieved of just feeling robbed of a normal motherhood. Um, And, um, you know, when I got the prenatal diagnosis that Emmett was going to have Down syndrome, um, my daughter, I was already like, um, you know, knees deep in therapies with her for uh, significant speech delay and language delay and uh, going to therapies three times a week trying to balance work, getting this, you know, processing that is, was a totally different journey than just realizing, okay, I'm, I'm going to have to do this twice. And so, mm-hmm. you know, while a lot of other families, um, you know, they just have the one child who struggles, I, I've had two children mm-hmm. who have struggled and who, um, you know, the enemy is really Plagued us with their, their future is going to be a statistic, uh, their future is gonna be this, it's not gonna be good. Um, and it's been hard.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I feel like if you the Lord showed me if I if I did have another child who was, you know, typically developing and on time, I would be placing those idols of um worth in intelligence or pride um, of a normal life in that child to offset really what God was trying to show me is that worth is not defined Mm. by intelligence or careers. That's not identity. And he really has brought me to this place of, okay, I'm going to show you who I've created them to be mm-hmm. before they were even born and how this body that I've put their spirits in, um, you know, cause we're spirit, we're not our body so temporary. And so he's given me these eyes to see that who he's called my children to be in spirit. He, they actually, the body that they have is how that overflows the Best, how that comes out of them the best, and you know, my daughter, she just exudes his joy, and my mm. son, he, he exudes God's goodness. And what does that look like? And that looks different than what the world views humanity as. Yes. Yeah. Um. And you know, even hearing identity didn't um, necessarily heal that wound in my heart that I have a totally different motherhood experience Mm -hmm. than a Mm -hmm. lot of other families a lot of other families and um, I've done a lot of inner healing Um, I don't know if you've heard of like the healing ministry that's available in the church but I've done a lot of inner healing work which is basically um, just hearing from God like what he has to say and there's a really great verse in Psalms 107 verse 20 it says he sent his word forth and healed them. He rescued them from their traps. And, um it's really true that, like one word from God about a situation mm-hmm. that you're going through, it's healing. yes, and it totally just change changes your heart and takes that pain away. Mm-hmm. And you're like, God said this, and I am healed from it mm-hmm. Um,
2: yeah,
1: you know, so, I think when I received that healing, I was going through like a Sozo type ministry mm-hmm. and heard from the Lord what he had to say about me bringing that forth. Like, why, why do I feel, would you heal me of feeling robbed of a normal motherhood? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And his words, he spoke and I heard him very mm-hmm. clearly. And I just don't
2: live with that pain anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so beautiful because, you know, my son is twenty five now. And I remember a point in our journey of kind of coming to this the place of acceptance and of knowing this was truly his story um, was going to was going to change us. You know, say it was going to be so good for our family uh to change us into who God created us to be. And and the world would look at that and see a child who all the things that he can't do. Um, but he like yeah, I'm sure with your kids, you know, they're not distracted by the things of the world. They're not um, pulled by different. They, 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 my son has a direct line to God, you know, and I know that that they communicate in their own unique and special way. And I love that we, um, I, you know, I feel chosen that God was chosen, and and that I feel honored that I get to be John Alex's mom. And I'm sure that you feel the same way about your kiddos, that the, that the changes that came in my life out of getting to be his mom, uh, what a gift. It's such a gift. Yeah. yeah.
1: And it impacts, they impact the generations of families totally. and such a blessing. Mm-hmm. It, they almost, these children almost bring families back to the original foundations of who God's mm-hmm. created us to be. And it yeah. just breaks through all the idols that we have. And we, we don't even know that we have because mm-hmm. our eyes, you know, are blind to them until, yeah. you know, God just infiltrates through. And these children have such a big impact in that
2: mm-hmm. just restoring families. Back I've seen to- it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen it in my in my own family. Exactly. Same thing. Yes. It's beautiful. Beautiful. And you, you wrote on your website too about that you, you know, little did you know that that his journey was going to then start you on this path of starting a nonprofit, helping other people? That's kind of our story as well. You know, we have a son and and you're like, what do what do we do? How are we going to use this to help other people? And so that's how Rising Above was started, was because out of our son. And so same with you, you have felt called um to help other families as well. So how did your journey with your children? Just deepen that dependence on God and then help you want to then help other families
1: well, I think <laughs> I think you've once you've tasted his grace, there's just you know it's like the disciples said to Jesus, where else will we go? Yes, love that verse yeah where else would mm-hmm. I go? I have tasted your kingdom and your ways and your views there is nowhere else that right would heal me or have, has the desires of my heart versus following you. Like it's worth laying down, you know, and grieving that life that you thought you wanted, but you know, there's still that grief there. Mm -hmm. I still wrestle with that grief of uh, would it have been better, but your, your eyes have just been so open by your experience and by the grace that God's given and chosen and bestowed upon mm-hmm. your family, it's like, it's so worth <laughs> losing that. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think once you get to that point and you realize that for me personally, I feel like God's hand just came and grabbed me out of the depths of Death, basically, mm-hmm. and brought me to the spacious place. And you can't help but see the other people all the time who are just still stuck in that bondage and just mm-hmm. hurting. and mm-hmm. it you're just so compelled to extend the same mercy and grace, mm-hmm. you know, that he's given you. he he extends that through you once
2: you receive it, mm-hmm. and then you want to pass it on because you know the difference it's made in you. You know, you see, In your own life, you don't have to live in the pit. You don't have to live in that despair. And, and, you know, the grief is going to come as, you know, as, as our kids get older and they miss milestones and things that, you know, right now my friend's kids are getting married and having kids. You know, that's not going to be part of my story. And I can be wallow in that and be sad or I can go, yeah, but you know what? My son is still at home with me. And I'm great with that, you know? And so it's just learning to see the flip side and learning to see God's perspective through our journey. And so it sounds like that's what you've done already at a young age, new, you know, newly on this journey. And so how are you then taking your story and what your experience has been and using it now with your nonprofit? Um, well, I
1: um, I share a lot on Instagram, um, definitely. And then I've written... S- I've written my personal book, A Love That Surpasses Living, Loved, Fearless, and Free. Um, that's just, just my personal testimony of um, my experience. And really that book, um, it goes into our bags of hope and it's really transparent on discerning um, truth versus the enemy's lies, mm. um, which I think is so important mm-hmm. in maintaining that mindset of Christ is being able to recognize, like, because once you recognize, like, the enemy's play over your mind and how he's, you know, trying to keep you in that pit, then you're able to say, wait, wait a second, I'm mm-hmm. out. I don't have to stay there. I don't have to partner with you. In Jesus' name, be gone.
0: Right.
1: And um, so I talk a lot about that in um, the Lord really revealing that to me not necessarily when I was pregnant, I can look back and see the influences that were struggling at the time, but really it was probably within Emmett's first year of life. I really started hearing the voice of God, even though I didn't quite recognize it yet. Mm -hmm. And I remember one specific example that I give in this book is I was reading I was reading an article that somebody had mentioned to me about um, a mother in England and her son was baby in his fifties and had down syndrome. And she was encouraging people to abort and was mm. she, wish she would have and how negatively like, it was just such bitterness that came out of this article. Mm. And it, it hit me with like this heaviness of, am I going to regret my decision? Am I going to regret my life? Am I going to be this miserable? Um, You know, is my life just going to be just this awful and heavy, like how she's feeling? And um, I really had that heaviness for like an hour before. I felt like the Lord was just like, okay, whose kingdom are you sitting in right now? Mm -hmm. And I was able to recognize that Mm -hmm. and say, okay, this is not God's truth and this is the enemy, and I don't have to partner with you, and I rebuke this lie in the name of Jesus, and as soon as I said that and did that out loud, Mm -hmm. it's like the whole room just shifted Mm -hmm. from, like, this darkness and heaviness to, oh, okay, like, I don't have to live in that, and Mm -hmm. it's gone, and I texted my friend who, um, you know, her son also had Down syndrome, and I was like, wow, the article is so heavy, like, I had to really pray to get that off. And she was like, I carried that heaviness for a whole week. So it it's interesting. I shared that story in my testimony to let people know how you can carry these things for a while mm-hmm. and you're actually partnering with the enemy and those
2: lies when you don't really have to. Yeah, It's all about recognizing. So what God's- do you do to remind yourself of the truth? You know, when those thoughts come in, do you have a process, you know, that you kind of have in place that you're like, okay, wait a minute this is not truth. And what do you do? Um, well, really for me, it's,
1: it was more about recognizing um, and finding, I call it my peace rock. Like, am I in a place of peace and joy and love and recognizing how that feels for myself personally? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I measure it up to the fruits of the spirit. Am am I living in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control? And if I'm anxious, sad, you know, uh, angry, hateful, or, you know, however emotion that I'm feeling that's negative, I'm able to realize that really quick now that I know what my peace looks like in Christ. And I'm able to say, okay, I shouldn't be feeling like this. Where's the lie that I'm partnering mm-hmm. with? Um, and sometimes, you know, lies can be part. A little bit of truth in there sometimes. Yeah. So I just take those thoughts captive mm-hmm. Christ and it really makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Don't have to stay in that other kingdom.
2: Yeah. That's so, so true. And I experienced that, you know, that you have to make that choice and be aware and realize you know, it's so easy for those thoughts to slip in and just start spiraling mm-hmm. so quickly. But we don't have to stay there. And we have a way, there's a way for us to 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 shift that focus back on to the truth. And so that's what you're hoping to do, I think, with the families that you're serving. Right, yeah. And so tell us some of the things that you do uh, with your nonprofit. So our main, um, program is our bags of hope program. So we
1: ship, um, up to one years old to, uh, prenatal or postnatal dis all disability diagnoses. We're hoping that as we grow and we get more funding, we will be able to extend that up to five years old. Cause we would really love to extend it to like the autism community. Mm. We're just not there yet. And then, um, we also have a podcast. The first season was really about, um, Processing those emotions, um, walking in uh, forgiveness when people aren't always in that mindset that or haven't always been given that mindset that you've been given. Um, And then, you know, we talk about like the desolate pit and ways to get out, um, how not to partner with anger. We really go through a lot of emotional stuff when it comes to, uh, a diagnosis for your child. Um, and then the season two, we're actually going to start working on soon. Um, it's going to be more about raising disciples and how we are raising our children with that mindset of Christ, mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. things that we've learned mm-hmm. and, um, you know, how to hear identity over your children, how to make mm-hmm. declarations in prayer, um, with what God says about your child
2: and stewarding what you've been given well. Um, and, you know, that's something I think so often, you know, the world would look at our kids and not realize they are part of the kingdom as well. They have, just as we all were sitting here with a plan and a purpose, your son, your daughter, my son, even though my son's nonverbal, you know, he's not able to um, do the things the world would think make a world changer you know, our kids are changing the world. They and really are. It's amazing to, to get to see that and be a part of that and having that mindset. And I think if parents can get grab a hold of that early on, which you have, then it will change the whole course of your journey as you're, you're on this disability path um, with our kids. Because when I can look at my son and I can see him as, um, I don't see, the autism, I don't see the seizures, you know, the epilepsy, the, the cerebral palsy, I see a world changer, you know, then it impacts his life and then everybody else will feed off of that as well. If that's how I'm viewing my son. Do you see that similar with your situation as well? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So your podcast is called, is it Love That Surpasses? Yep. Love That Surpasses. Okay. So tell it, so these bags, you send out bags. So what, have you had any great stories, like stories coming back of people who've been impacted and kind of what's in the bags? What do you send them?
1: Yeah, we we do get a lot of messages back, um, specifically regarding like my book that's my personal testimony. And just um, one of my favorite messages from my mom was, wow, your book really pulled me out of the pit. Mm. I think that's my favorite
2: mm-hmm.
1: that I've gotten that really spoke to me because that's my goal for these bags. And, um, so inside we have a onesie that says perfection on it. And, um, just to signify that we were perfectly created in God's image, um, whatever that looks like, like he Mm -hmm. makes all things beautiful. And, uh, we also have like a scripture tapestry, um, swaddle but those can also be like hungover cribs or beds um and then we have the my personal testimony book some brochures with resources and um the devotional that i wrote as well which the devotional is more of um recognizing and seeing the significance and the love that god has put into people with disabilities Mm -hmm. and how um how that's so impactful to generations Mm -hmm. and just his goodness in that. Uh, One thing that I put in there that I recognized as far as the significant and the impact that people with disabilities have is um, when you look back throughout all history, what was the major stronghold that continues to come against this specific population? And that's That's death. And so, why would the enemy work so hard to force death on all these people? It has to be because there's something so Mm. great there. Mm. I think, and I personally experience, not only think, but believe and have seen just how these kids and these people bring people to life Mm -hmm. in God's kingdom. And that is so threatening. To darkness. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's so
2: impactful. These kids are so
1: impactful on so many levels, but the world doesn't recognize Mm -hmm. that. And the world didn't recognize Jesus either. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. So true. And, you know, we see it every day just here at Rising Above, just the, the way that our friends with disabilities are impacting lives all around. But, you know, you have to look for it. You have to look to see it. The world, Mm -hmm. the world's going to miss it, but um, we get to see it. And I'm so, I mean, what a gift that we get to live with one of these amazing humans, you know, that we got selected to parent these beautiful, beautiful kids. So, you know, I know on this, this journey, as we raise our children It's so helpful when we have people who come alongside and help us. We can't do it by ourselves. We have to have others helping us. So what have been some practical ways that people have helped your family, especially, oh my goodness, you know, with the move and going to this whole different part of the country? And how did people come alongside and help you all? What are some practical ways? I think people a lot of times don't know how to help our families. And so what have been some practical things that have have been a, a blessing to you?
1: Well, um, I've been really blessed to find, um, I have a friend who actually lives in Atlanta and she has a daughter who's older with Down syndrome. And um, she's just been such a spiritual mother to me and really helped me maintain that Christlike perspective and really cheered me on, really encouraged me. Um, She's given me such like great advice um and wisdom so i think that just asking and i prayed for that like mm-hmm. i asked the lord to bring me someone mm-hmm. who could be that for me and um so i think that's really important in remembering you know if you don't have that to pray and ask the lord to bring you that uh cuz he will mm-hmm. and then um as far as you know just our family the lord has really blessed our family um to he's really provided you know, my parents, I'm just so thankful for them that they were able to come out here and, you know, that they have that heart and desire to pour into my children. And we have that relationship. And uh, I'm so indebted to that mm. grace that they have shown me and the Lord has shown me through them. Um, and then as far as like teachers um, go, like are we are in a private Jewish preschool. And it's been such a godsend, and um, I just can't say enough about the foundation of love that the director has built that preschool on. Mm-hmm. And they just see they they see my children's struggles, but they also meet it with love and mm-hmm. compassion, mm-hmm. and they speak life over my children. And they say, "I see you're here." and we love you. We want to see you here. Mm -hmm. And they just help meet that need of our family. And um, that was also a prayer um, that was really answered as well.
2: So great. Well, as we wrap up here, I want to ask you, so what are some of the ways that you rise above your circumstances and you find joy in your story? (laughs)
1: I I was singing all morning uh, in worship and praise, and um, I was actually shouting, like, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And so just honestly, I maintain my joy by asking the Lord to never turn it like to be able to consistently look at his face and his presence and be in his presence is the fullness of joy. and. I can't say there's any other way. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. yeah. Truly. He gives me the wisdom and understanding and the sight to be able to see what, um, what are the next steps and his provision and his Mm. love for not only my family, but others that he brings into our lives. And um, it's
2: really such a grace that I, don't deserve. Mm. Sweet. Well, if people want to know more about Love That Surpasses, how can they find you? How can they find out about the bags? If they want to sign up to get a bag, do they go there to your website or can they nominate somebody there for a bag? How, how does that work?
1: Yeah, so you can go to our website at www.lovethatsurpasses.org to request a bag for either yourself or a family member. Um, we've shipped to almost all 50 states. Um, I think we're only missing like three and then we've shipped to 11 or 12 different countries. So we are open to international shipping as well. Um, So you can just go on our website and request one and we'll get it out to you as soon as possible. And then um, we also have an Instagram ministry page, which is love that surpasses ministries as well as on Facebook and then you can find personal family and journey on um, just my personal Instagram, which is just, just love that surpasses, so.
2: And we'll be sure to add links to all those um, in the show notes so people can find them easily. And so, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today on the show. I am so glad to get to meet you and hear part of your story. And I'm sure uh, just both being ministry leaders we will have connections over the years to come. So it's been a joy to meet you and hear part of your journey. Thank you so much for having me, and it's been great to meet
0: you, too. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Rising Above with Becky Davidson, created and produced by Rising Above Ministries. To learn more about us and our resources for special needs families, visit risingaboveministries.org or download our free app. If you've enjoyed listening and want to hear more, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. You can always share it to encourage a friend. And remember, joy can be found in every story.